Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. A Saturday afternoon spent with you sounds like the best possible way for us here at Newsbreak to spend our time. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. I'm Tarish Hari Prashad and we are bringing you some cutting-edge current affairs today on the program. I've got some lineup changes. I just want to talk to you about that. Um, I said that, you know, we were going to do the, the very sad thing today of paying tribute to Minister in the Presidency, Minister Jackson Mtembu, who passed away due to COVID-19 complications this week. Um, we had scheduled to spend the time talking to some of his colleagues, some of his uh, well wishes, and those also sending condolences to, to to the family on the loss of this giant. And I was going to also open up the platform for you to do so, your memories of um, Minister Jackson Tembu and uh, the like. But we're shifting that because tomorrow is going to be at this stage. What we understand is that tomorrow is his funeral. So um, they're likely to be a lot more um, avenues for us to discuss tomorrow. So we're going to shift that through to tomorrow. And then what we had planned to do tomorrow, though, was to talk about the price of funerals in this time of um, increased COVID-19 related deaths. So we're bringing that forward. So what that means is that today we're going to be talking about funeral prices. I'm so sorry if the communication we've issued, um, you know, um, is now a little bit bothersome because you planned on you know, talking about funeral prices tomorrow. I'm so sorry about that, but this is the way, um, you know, the, the, the nature of sort of breaking news happened. The ANC issued out a statement last night, uh, late last night, saying that the funeral was going to take place tomorrow. So we've had to shift. So nonetheless, I hope that you could, uh, you know, forgive me, indulge me, and let's just shift our conversation about um, the price of funerals. So on that note, let's go to it then. And what we've been, a lot of, um, you know, community members have been contacting us and saying, hey, why is it that funeral prices are so much? I mean, we've taken out funeral policies and, um, you know, this was to tide us over in the event of death. And now with increased COVID-19 deaths, we are asked to pay additional costs. We are asked to pay additional prices. I've, I've received a comment from a community member who said that there is a um, sort of a standing communication that says every COVID-19 related death now has an additional cost of 5,000 Rand uh, on top of your funeral cover. Um, so I want to know your experiences. You know, do you know of this? Have you been, have you been, um, you know, particularly affected by this? Where there was a death of a loved one, and you know, your funeral policy was just not enough, despite you having an up-to-date policy, a policy where the terms and conditions were laid out. Um, we want to talk about that, um, and and share your experiences with regard to it. So go ahead and share it with me. Um, I did try and make contact with several bodies to give us more clarity on this. The insurance ombudsman who says that they don't necessarily deal with um, pricing issues. They generally deal with insurance uh, 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 practicalities and technicalities, but not necessarily the way funeral parlors would then go about making their pricing. Uh, The consumer, um, the national consumer, 
forum as well could not comment on this. So, um, you know, I was just spent most of the week then trying to find out which authority could talk to us about it. Not been very successful. But nonetheless, we can put this conversation now onto the table. And um, we did make contact with Renee Moodley from Chatsworth and... Um, they had a death related to COVID-19 in the family and they said that the funeral parlor charged them 6,700 rand extra for charges um, that was covered in the policy. And what we are led to understand is that, uh, you know, many are saying that this is due to the nature and the protocol of COVID-19 funerals, PPEs, uh, excessive social distancing. So we want to find out a bit more about this. So I'm um, happy to be joined on the line here by Renee Moodley from Chats with Renee. A very good afternoon to you, and I want to first, you know, extend my condolences to you on the loss of your loved one. Um, good afternoon. Thanks. Uh, yes. Thank you for making the time. Now, Renee, talk to us about you know the, your particular experience. We understand you know there was a funeral policy in place and then a death in the family, but you still had to pay six thousand seven hundred extra for the funeral. Uh, yes, so my mother-in-law, she passed away on the 31st uh, of uh, December. And then we had to go make the necessary arrangement. So being down to the uh, funeral parlor, and then they advised us that, you know what, we would need an additional 9700 to uh, cover the uh, costs over and above the paid-up policy that my mother-in-law had with them. And then when we inquired as to, you know, like, what is the breakdown of this, you know, what is the reason for this, then they gave us a doctor's fee of 1,200 rand, a COVID test of 1,000 rand, cremation fees of 1,500 rand, and COVID handling fees of 3,000 rand. And initially they also said that because they have to burn the box, that is an additional 3,000. Mm. And... You said you requested a breakdown from the funeral parlor in question. Um, in terms of what that existing policy contained, um, were these charges not catered for in that? Apparently not. They, uh, they said no. If, uh, even uh, if the policy was paid up, uh, uh, the COVID funeral is around about fifteen to 20,000 rand. And, uh, you know, these are the, uh, the surcharges on it. And that was the breakdown that it gave us. And I don't understand why. And then the thing is, at the time of grieving, even though you're asking the question, they don't give you straight answers. And I just wanted to ask at that point, I mean, you, you know, you mentioned that the issue of grieving. I mean, it's such a terrible, difficult time. Um, I think you also come to a point where you just almost say yes to anything because you really, you know, not in a frame of mind to argue and to challenge. And at the same time, you want to get, uh, you know, the, the proceedings conducted correctly. Um, talk to me about this level of, um, you know, consultation and discussion that takes place between the funeral parlor. Is there room for negotiation? Sorry? Is there room for negotiation? Oh, well, uh, look, uh, in all honesty, with the funeral parlor, we, uh, when they gave us that price of 97 and then we had did advise them that, you know what, we're not a well-to-do family that, that we can, you know, like just uh, get money from anywhere. So uh, we even asked them, you know what, if we can uh, do a monthly payment with them. And they came down the fuse. Uh, but th- what they did assist us with is that they said that uh, they won't charge us for the box. 
and so they took out uh, 3,000 rand, and then they uh, charged us 6-7 altogether. Hmm. Which you know makes you then wonder if the protocols are so stringent and strict, why then um, can they chop and change? You know, you have to question that. If it's such a um, pre-existing cost list that they have, how come is there room for some sort of cancellations now and then? Did you raise this with anybody? I know it must have been a difficult time, and like we understand with funerals, uh, generally, um, you know, the, the the advice is to get funerals done um, relatively quick, you know, in terms of the uh, dignity aspect of it. Uh, did you raise this or query this with anybody? Oh, uh, well, we did. Uh, actually, not myself personally, but I know my sister-in-law has been in contact with some people uh, trying to uh, get answers as to why, uh, you know, what there was such exorbitant fees. And uh, we're still awaiting some feedback on that. I know that um, there was a letter sent uh, through to a uh, member of parliament, and I think they're addressing that issue as well. So we're just waiting for some feedback with that regard. Yeah, and I have to ask, and you know, you're welcome to um, to decline to comment, but I, j- I just want to know in a in a short space of time for a for an existing family who you know have has a funeral policy in place, and they don't necessarily have. 15,000 rand lying around to just pay a top up on, on, on the cost of a funeral. How then does one rake up the funds? Uh, okay, we were fortunate in, in, in the fact that uh, we went and we had to take in a loan of 8,000 rand, uh, you know, to cover the costs and uh, the, uh, you know, the other costs that goes with it. But for the funeral parlor itself, we had to take a loan to uh, you know, get get the funeral going in a dignified manner because obviously we love our mom, you know, and so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just unfortunate for anybody to go through in, in such a challenging time. I mean, I think your your advice then to, to consumers in terms of, um, you know, being mindful of this and preparing for this or even um, what should authorities be doing now to, to try and assist with the situation? Look, I personally and strongly feel that the funeral parlors are taking advantage of uh, people's situation, you know, because they know people are grieving and uh, they would do anything uh, to, uh, in order for a dignified funeral to happen uh, to, for their loved ones. And I think the funeral parlors are taking advantage of this. And I think people should be aware of the cost uh, that funeral parlors are applying and uh, you know, take the necessary time to investigate it and find out. I think a lot of people who have been looked into uh, paying for this, uh, we need to actually take uh, uh, take a stand. And, you know, the, the funeral parlors need to answer for this. Why? Yeah, most definitely. Renee Mudley, we thank you for your time, for sharing your story with us. Uh, again, our condolences goes out to you and your family. Um, yeah, we're going to try and, you know, find out a bit more clarity on these issues. But, uh, you know, thank you so much for, I think, educating the public then about um, what could await you in a situation like this. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time, Renee. Thanks so much. There you go. I think a first-hand account there of what a family has to go through um, should they need to... um 
should they need to to go through this and and it's it's just I mean I just it's unfathomable really and and I really wish you know having spoken there to Renee I really wish that uh, the ombudsman insurance ombudsman and of course they issued their protocol saying that um, you know we basically you know uh, oversee the policy but in terms of costs uh, we don't really deal with costs or even the consumer um, council so definitely I wish they were here on, on on the program and I think I'm actually still going to try and tell them listen I think there needs to be some sort of consumer oversight on this because I don't think it sounds uh, incredibly correct uh, to have this. We understand the issue of protocol. We understand the issue of PPE and the fact that I think COVID-19 just adds an additional, um, you know, protocol onto your list. Uh, so from that perspective, we understand it. But charging a person, you know, 10,000 rand extra, sometimes 15,000 rand extra, simply for a funeral, um, you know, you have to wonder. And this is a time where a lot of people have been facing an economic challenge, haven't they? So definitely, definitely in, in what we understand, an unfair practice. We did also interview the um, Funeral Practitioners Association. We did also request them to join us for this particular conversation. And... Um, Again, they, you know, were only able to grant us that interview. So we are going to hear from them, and and because we put these questions through to them, but we've got Mr. Hanif Hussein, who represents national government, of course, uh, a member of parliament who's been particularly concerned about this and has been, you know, taking up the issue. I do understand that he has written to the Economic Development and Tourism Department on this. Um, and 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 called for an investigation and corrective action on um, you know what what, what he re- relates to be possible fraudulent activity, Mr. Hanif Hussein. It is wonderful to speak with you. Has it's been a very long time. I hope you've been keeping well and safe. I've been doing whatever I can to keep safe and uh, protect myself from the funeral service providers as best as I can. Yeah, no, I think it's 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 really been um, an, an incredible, incredible challenge. But I do know that um, you know you've been raising this issue at a government uh, at a governance level. There, any sort of response you've received yet? Yes, I, I did get uh, a response from um, the head of the enforcement unit. In fact, um, uh, Mr. Salepe and I had uh, quite a lengthy conversation during the course of the week. Um, and uh, he's confirmed to me, firstly, that they are definitely going to be investigating um, uh, the funeral uh, service providers that are cited in my document to them. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, he's also uh, advised me that they themselves have also received a number of complaints. He's um, invited me to uh, you know, ask uh, people to also submit um, any complaints that they have. Um, they intend taking the matter very seriously. And he's also promised to give me feedback, um, you know, as the investigation continues. Yeah, so Mr. Hussein, you've been you've been you know dare I say studying the issue here, um, you know, as, as as personal, as painful, as you know. Um, challenging as it may may be i mean we are talking about grief and funerals here but you've been relatively studying the the complaints and the cases that are coming through your way um and what we understand we spoke to to a family who said it was additional ppe it was additional protocol it was um burning off the coffin etc so these things are in place uh what do you make of the costs incurred do you i mean you know what is your reaction to those overhead costs that are currently making its way to a funeral bill well, you know, so there's something very wrong with the picture that uh, the funeral service providers are trying to paint. And let me just try and put it into, uh, into perspective. 
the the number of complaints that I've received after you know posting a message like uh, my concern on Facebook last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, and then the number the complaints started flooding in, and people have contacted me directly. And if I can put them in two categories, the first one is the issue around excessive pricing. So, in about a year and a half, two years ago, the price of an average basic funeral was in the region of about seven thousand odd rand, and suddenly it's now rocketed to about fifteen thousand, in some cases up to twenty thousand. So quite clearly there seems to be um, uh, evidence in some cases of excessive pricing. That's the, the, the first category. The second uh, common complaint was the, the area around um, uh, funeral policies. And, I mean, I can cite a number of examples where people have paid, um, elderly people more especially, have paid their, their premiums 10, 15 years um, uh, religiously every month. And the reason why they do it, obviously, is they don't want to leave... Um, you know, a burden behind for their families. But when they pass on and their families go there to try and claim the benefits, then they end up having to pay about 15, 20 or 1,000 rand in some cases. And the, these uh, funeral service providers give them all sorts of uh, explain, uh, you know, excuses about its COVID expenditure and PPEs and all of those type of things. My point is simply this, is when you take out a policy for your vehicle insurance and you have an accident or it's stolen, the insurance company is obligated to cover the cost of, of uh, you know, the, the expenses that you've incurred. They can't come with new conditions on the policy. It's their problem, unfortunately, because many of them have chosen not to underwrite those policies. And, and I wanted, literally policies. wanted to ask you that very question, Mr. Hussain. What is known of, of the underwriting? And again, I'll reiterate, I wish the ombudsman did agree to that interview I requested so they could take us through this. But what sort of clauses exist in existing funeral policies that cover this kind of thing? Example, if you look at a lot of live cover, there is the clause of dreaded disease. So say you, um, you know, catch something or have uh, or, or you know a diagnosis of the condition that you didn't sign up for or you didn't you know stipulate in your um, policy at the beginning there is provision for that in terms of funeral policies now is there any such underwriting well there's there is the uh, insurance companies I mean sorry the, the funeral service providers that, are, that people have complained to me about it doesn't appear that they have further reinsurance or under, uh, underwriting but in the policy and the conditions that they provide to their policyholders, they stipulate very clearly exactly what the benefits are going to be. Um, you know, like the provision of a hearse, a casket, uh, a bus and flowers and all sorts of things. And it's, and it's generally listed there. But when they arrive on the day, um, one funeral service provider, for example, says to their uh, clients that, uh, sorry, we don't cover, your funeral policy doesn't cover COVID yet. Which is ridiculous because... You know, who anticipated 15 years ago when they took their policy that there's going to be such a thing as COVID? So regardless of what the person passes on from, that single company has an obligation to meet those benefits because people have paid. It's a, you know, it's a contractual agreement. And I want to encourage anybody listening to this is to don't leave it if you feel that you've been scammed. Go to the small claims court, take these people up, because I feel very strongly that you will actually get some of your money back. But if you, if you keep quiet, they're going to take advantage of more and more families. Absolutely, so, because I mean, you just got to think about it, and I know you, you know, you often say compare apples with apples when you talk about insurance, and this yes. may be a, a separate case, separate sort of um, comparison. But you know, should you die from COVID nineteen related death, um, I imagine, and at this point, nobody has said that funeral um, uh, life uh, insurance um, insurers are refusing to pay out, you know, for live cover. 
Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm not uh, too familiar with uh, any specific cases as far as uh, live cover is concerned, and I haven't received any complaints about that. My focus has merely been largely on uh, uh, complaints from people who on funeral service providers. They've paid their policies for years, but when they try to claim the benefits, they have to pay even more money, which is, in my view, ridiculous. And Absolutely. I really want to encourage your, your, your listeners, anybody who has a funeral policy who is paying now for it, please contact that company and get it in writing whether or not they're going to cover the funeral under COVID. And if not, cancel it and go to another service provider who can give you that benefit. Absolutely. I think I think it's time to then just be, be, be a bit more proactive with regard to this. You know, um, and, and you did say, you know, I think your advice to community has been quite, um, you know, quite clear. Go ahead and lodge your complaint should you feel fraudulently, you know, attacked by this practice. Um, yeah. But what is your advice then now to those? I mean, let's be honest, COVID-19 at a very heightened level right now across the country. A lot more lives, sadly, are likely to be lost to the virus. What is your advice? My, firstly, before I give you the advice, let me just say that, uh, you know, it's really disheartening to hear some of the cases and the experiences of people when their families pass on. I mean, there's one gentleman, he lost three people in his family in a matter of two weeks. You can only imagine what a person like that must be going through. Yeah. And on each occasion, he had to go and pay 15000 and 10000 yet there were existing policies. Please, these funeral companies, man, you guys have kept your doors open for decades. It's our community that have been keeping you alive. Now is the time that you should be putting something back, not taking something out. We're a close-knit community. We're always there to stand and support each other. And the last thing you want to do is to make a massive profit over somebody's bereavement. And I think that's just an absolute sin. And that's why it makes me angry to, to experience and to hear these things. And I really want to encourage communities who believe that they've been scammed. Please go to the small claims court and get your money back. It's not going to cost you anything, but go and tell your story to the authorities so that more families can be protected from some of these unscrupulous funeral uh, practitioners. Mr. Sen, while you're on the line, and I think we've, we've often discussed issues like this, you know, broader societal issues and, you know, um, socio-political, socio-economic issues. And I just want to pick your brain on this. Um, you know, how shocking is it that funeral parlors are doing this? Because at one stage, hand sanitizer was four times the price. Currently, people cannot afford to buy ginger because you know, you're advised to drink copious amounts of ginger juice to fight and, and strengthen your immune yeah. system. So what we're seeing economically is the sort of um, money-making, dare I say, where people know that there's a high demand for a particular product. Let me mark up my prices and make a greater profit. Your observation of situations like this just generally in this entire COVID time. Yeah, I think that uh, we all know of many, many such examples, um, you know, since March last year. I think we've seen that government has also uh, made a number of attempts to try and reduce the excessive uh, pricing. But let me just tell you that there is an existing piece of legislation that has been passed during the lockdown. Uh, it's regulations under, um, uh, under the lockdown. And it states very clearly that any company that whose prices are much higher than the three-month period prior to the lockdown, on average. Uh, and if they're found guilty of um, pushing up their prices, uh, they can be fined up to a million rand or 12 months in jail. So where people have found out and they feel that the prices have suddenly increased and, and you think that those people are, uh, are guilty of excessive pricing, please report it to the Competition Commission. You'll find the details online 
on their website. It's very easy to lodge a complaint. And the more of us that actually open our mouths and stand up and speak about these things, the more people and businesses will be afraid to actually take people for a ride and push their prices up. I think that's part of the problem is that we don't have a very strong active citizenry in our country. We complain about it, but we don't do much about it. So my, I want to encourage people, if you feel that any company is guilty of excessive pricing, go onto the website, go onto the Competition Commission website, lodge a complaint and let them investigate it. And let people will actually be fined a million rand. And when it hurts them in their pockets, that's when they will stop doing what they're doing. Yeah. Mr. Hanif Hussein, a Member of Parliament, thank you so much for raising the issue with us and we'll keep tabs on it with you. Thank you very much for the good work you guys do. We really appreciate it, especially on issues as sensitive as this. And thanks a lot for getting the word out. Thanks so much for alerting us as well. Okay, so there you have it there. That's the sort of direction government is um, taking with regard to this. They've written to the Economic Development and Tourism Department. This has been uh, on the agenda and they are going to be investigating it, we understand. And uh, they are going to intervene at this point. And that's the word coming through from government. Um, and like I said, I, you know, I mean, it's just, I, I feel it's always important to get, um, you know, the many sides on the story it's 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 it's, it's you, one needs to hold people accountable we did invite further um onto the program the south african funeral practitioners association of course it's the body that governs these funeral practitioners and parlors and and the way they do their work um i know that they initially cited that there were issues with regard to coffins and a shortage of coffins we did speak to uh safpa as they're known Dabe Ngobo, he's the deputy president for uh the south african funeral practitioners association and we asked them why is there this excessive increase in the cost that funeral parlors are charging South Africans for funerals related to COVID-19? He did cite that the cost is for the um, need of PPE at funeral, and this is that conversation. The biggest challenge that is faced by the undertakers in the middle of the, uh, of the pandemic is the increasing uh, amount of the use of protective equipment, the PPEs. The problem is that because this is a global demand, the PPEs have escalated a lot in terms of pricing. And uh, it's obviously uh, impacting the sector negatively. And uh, in some instances, you find that some undertakers have resorted to increasing uh, the operational costs including the, the services that we render as a sector where we have to increase, increase prices to meet up with the rising cost of the, uh, the PTEs. However, as a, as a funeral association, we, we try to, to explain to our clients and, and, and customers that uh, the challenge is bigger than what we anticipated. As a result, in some instances, we, we would have to uh, increase the cost uh, to mitigate the challenges that we are facing regarding the the high cost and the rising uh cost of the of the PPEs and other uh, operational costs. There are some people who are saying the prices for uh, facilitating the funeral when it comes to the coffin and other things, not just PPE, they're paying an excess of 10 or 20,000 rand. When it comes to this sort of thing, I'm sure that PPE doesn't cost per funeral 10 to 20,000 rand. So what investigations are in place to ensure that everything is being done above board? Well, I would not talk about uh, the wide-ranging allegations that have been leveled uh, against the funeral sector uh, during this time of the, uh, of the of the pandemic. However, I can uh, say that 
uh, of the members of our association uh, have been advised by, by the leadership of this association uh, to treat the issue of uh, 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 rising costs in a, in a very sensitive manner so that it doesn't affect, it doesn't affect uh, our, the communities we serve uh, in a manner that will uh, affect uh, the, 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 the prices of the funeral and the costs related to uh, conducting funerals. We have been very uh, uh, proactive with regard to advising our members as to uh, the proper way of uh, 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 factoring in the costs that have been unforeseen so that the costs do not have a negative bearing uh, on the on the price of the funeral uh, that we render to the communities we serve. I also just want to talk to you about funeral practices like washing of the body. Are people adhering to new protocol when it comes to restrictions to do so? Ma'am, we are working with a strict uh, guidelines and protocols uh, as issued by the Department of Health. Uh, that one, we do not wash a, con- a COVID-19 body. We allow the family members to view the body as to ensure that is the right body that is going to be buried. And uh, we, we have been very upfront in saying that during the, the, the height of the, of the pandemic, uh, there is no washing of the body that is taking, of the bodies that is taking place. So there you go. Tried my best to get you the balance of the conversation there. That was the uh, South African Funeral Practitioners Association uh, Deputy President there, Ndabe Ngobo. Okay, when we come back, we go to social media and we find out exactly what your thoughts are on this. Stay tuned. Underdogs taking on the top flight. This is what the FA Cup is all about. Will the Blues take their hats off to the Hatters of Luton Town? Or will Chelsea move one step closer to an FA Cup final for a second consecutive year? It's all to play for when history gets made again this Sunday. But this time, history will be made right here at home for all to see. This is the FA Cup, your very own slice of history in the comfort of your living room this 2021. On Sunday, the 24th of January, History will be made when Chelsea take on Luton Town in the fourth round. Catch the FA Cup live on SABC One at 2 p.m. The FA Cup. Hashtag History Comes Home. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sport. For the love of the game. The FA Cup is bringing out the big guns. When the Saints go marching in, will Arsenal have, well, the Arsenal to stop them? It's guns blazing in the search for glory this weekend when history gets made again. But this time, history will be made right here at home for all to see. This is the FA Cup, your very own slice of history in the comfort of your living room this 2021. On Saturday, the 23rd of January, history will be made when Southampton take on Arsenal in the fourth round. Catch the FA Cup live on SABC3 at 1.30pm. The FA Cup. Hashtag History Comes Home. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sports. Okay, we're going to go to WhatsApp now to find out your views on the topic. And I think this is Andisha. Hello, Andisha. Hi, Teresh. I'm listening to that interesting discussion you're having about undertakers and insurances. 
At a time like this, when we face a universal crisis, people are losing lives. It is so highly immoral for any organization, anyone trying to fleece the people in society. They just got to do what is right, not make money. What are they going to do with all the money if they themselves die? Passion plea coming through there. Thanks for that contribution. A text message says death is sudden and most often unplanned for. So it's totally unethical for undertakers to rip off grieving families who are already battling to come to terms with it, with this. Uh, that's from Rani in Stanger Manor. Sabina Chetty says my sister's funeral cost a lot and... What I was shocked about is that uh, it's a plain box. I understand that this box gets burnt, but an ordinary chipboard box will literally cost about 80, 800 rand to make. And the COVID protective gear would not cost more than 600. Why aren't the tests being, read, why, uh, aren't the tests being redone for COVID patients? Because most people are already COVID positive. I wonder what you're saying there, Sabina, because I was, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking out loud here and I'm thinking, well, surely, you know, you have uh, the hospitals, you know, pronounce people death according to a particular condition, a particular reason for death. And um, would that not suffice, you know, the, the, by virtue of the fact that um, a person is, you know, they, they, they test for COVID-19, um, they, God forbid, end up in hospital. Surely that test is valid. That is the proof a test to the cost of 800 rand is proof to say that this person is COVID-19. Um, added to that would be if they do pass away, God forbid, then, you know, they they have documentation to say what they passed away from. Is that not enough? Must you pay 1,500 and extra once a person dies to test if they died from COVID? I mean, I do know that people need to adhere to paperwork, but surely there are, you know, other ways to, to get your hands on paperwork. But yeah, that's just my thought. Yasmin Roy says, um, really very disappointed with our people who at a time like this can have no pity, but at extra costs, especially funerals. Please don't do this. We're all living in this world day for day. Please be reasonable. Bully Mudli says, I think it's such an unfortunate way to do business profiteering through this um, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, human well-being should take precedence of a profit during these difficult times. To a voice note we go and um, this one here is from Selvin. Hello Selvin. Hi, greetings to all, particularly to you as well, Tarish, once again. And uh, my condolences to the Jackson Thembo family. May soul rest in peace. With regards to the uh, COVID and the funeral uh, policies and plans, uh, last week my neighbor's uh, wife passed away at one o'clock. Uh, and they all just scuttled and rushed, parked the cars in my driveway. In fact, uh, I know them, they're related to me. And the next thing, the paramedics came and she was gone, couldn't save her. On Monday, when they did the funeral, apparently the undertakers, I don't know whether I can mention undertakers' names, but uh, I'm not sure, I don't think I should. They said that it was a COVID uh, protocol funeral. So we were quite confused because the husband stays in the same room as her. He's negative. She's been positive, according to the undertakers. So I phoned the undertaker. I reckon, how is it possible that she's positive? They, did you do a test? They said, oh, yes, 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 we did a test. 
And then uh, I said, in future, can the bereaved family do their own test before they send the body to the mortuary? He said, yes, yes, yes. Apparently, the undertakers get a further 7,500 rams if it's a COVID funeral. Then the body is cling wrapped. And then all those other controversies about one guy didn't know uh, whether it was his own mother in the coffin until such time they undid and he realized it was not. Neither was it a COVID funeral. So to avoid this problem, sadly enough, at a time when we should all be in solidarity and helping one another, is it a situation where one should be capitalizing on even a pandemic? It's pathetic. Like the fiscal members have capitalized on the PPE, now, I think the Almighty is watching. We need to be helping one another and this real dire problem straight off the entire universe, uni- the whole world. Let's pray to the Almighty and give us strength to help one another. But that is just uh, an answer on that aspect of the COVID. Whether it's a COVID protocol funeral or not. Because COVID protocol funerals are slightly different from a normal funeral. Thanks, Tarish. Thanks for that voice and appreciate it. To text messages we go. Um, and here's another one. Nerisha in Phoenix says, Why have, you, uh, have a funeral policy if it doesn't cover everything? Also, if a pensioner has a policy, for example, 10 years at 50 rand per month, which is 6,000 rand per year times 10 years is 60,000. Where did all that money go? I want an answer from any funeral parlor. Hmm. Vishal says, just wanted to share with the listeners our experience. My father-in-law recently passed away from COVID. He had a funeral policy and also a COVID top-up with a specific parlor. At the crematorium, they came to us with an invoice of 22,000 rand to be paid. We didn't sign it and queried it. And after questioning them during the week, they dropped the amount to plus minus 4,000 rand. Now that gets me. I mean, how can you just drop an amount? I mean, even Rene, when we spoke to him, he said that, you know, they negotiated and dropped the amount. If this is protocol, if it's such a dire need to have 22,000 rand for a funeral, how then can you just merely drop it to plus minus 4,000. Well, uh, uh, Vishal goes on to say, people must just not accept these invoices as they are preying on our emotions during the time. Ask for a breakdown and query against each item before you accept. Advocate Ravi Naidu says, it's an intriguing discussion. Uh, I would issue a legal challenge. One needs to scrutinize the policy docs and determine if they have an exclusion, any exclusionary clauses. COVID wasn't thought of years ago. Yeah, definitely, Advocate Naidu. Premila says, when you lose someone, you're going to grieve. And now on top of, top of it all, the policy robs us. That's ridiculous. Here's a voice note here from Mr. N. Governor. Sir, how are you doing today? Good afternoon, Tarish. The pandemic has brought grief to many families. Breadwinners have been lost. Families are trying to come to terms with the loss of their loved ones. Struggling families have to bear the cost to bury or cremate their loved ones. The cost is beyond their means. Of course, the undertakers are smiling all the way to the bank. Families are boring to give their loved ones a dignified funeral. Undertakers need to show compassion when calculating the cost of funerals in these trying times. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Governor. Uh, I want to go to more messages here, more text messages on the program. Um, okay, no, I can't talk about that on air. Uh, Anila Narayan says, Funeral undertakers, think about humanity, not to fill your pockets with undue money. Stop being greedy. Uh, Devi Chetty says, 
Baby Chetty is talking about something else. Salim Adam, so good to hear from you. Kabesh, it is Salim here. A good topic, great presentation. Teresh, you know, when I hear about the cost of the funeral and what's happening, I'm really saddened. But, you know, I can say, as a Muslim, we have the Islamic Burial Council and the Kurba Fund. You know, there's really no cost other than the cost of the grave that you pay to the municipality. So, you know, we Muslims are fortunate that we have an organization and we organize ourselves in such a manner that really not ripping off the bereaved family who really have to, you know, you know fund for themselves after the funeral. Thanks for sharing that with us to understand, um, you know, the sort of interventions that communities are doing. Um, yeah, let's go to more text messages here on the program. Um, okay, here's in here, here's some interesting context coming through. Uh, I don't have a name, if you could share your name with us, sir, but I am a funeral service provider and of course you don't have to show your name if you don't want to but i'm a funeral service provider firstly if you have to if you have to take out a policy you know your benefits that you receive if it does not include items that you need at the time of the funeral then surely you need to pay for them it's also illegal not to underwrite your funeral insurance also if you want an expensive coffin you have to pay the price of that particular coffin so if you pay a policy for a certain type of coffin and at the time of death you are not happy with that coffin and want something better you have to pay for it COVID tests are done as per the health regulation only on patients that die at home, but retesting is only done on family request to the person um, who just mentioned that we receive 7,500 for COVID funerals. Please elaborate. How can a policy cover funeral requirements when nobody knew it was going to happen? Yeah, I think a very interesting question you named there. How can, you know, um, um, yeah, the, an interesting question that you raised there about uh, you know how can um i just want to refer back to your message um okay i seem to um to have lost it but I'll, I'll come back to it but definitely that is the point how can you expect people then to pay for something that they never saw coming so i think that that, that point goes both ways doesn't it okay when we come back we go through more of your whatsapp voice notes and your text messages at Shoprite, we called our rewards card extra savings because that's what it does and it means you get extra extra airtime extra prizes extra deals it gives you up to 40 percent off instantly on your groceries like a 900 gram box of wheat pick cereal and a one kilo box of Pocomo cornflakes, both for just 80 Rand. And a value pack of Pampers Active Baby Diapers, only $159.99. Valid until 7 February only at ShopRite. Extra savings when you need it most. Thrilling top 14 action will be on your screen this weekend. Third placed racing 92, Rock Horns with Bodo Ballet. After a disappointing clash against Turon, will Racing 92 return to winning ways in their own backyard? Or will visitors, Bodo Ballet, maintain their unbeaten 2021 run? Do not miss out on the French Rugby League. The top 14 battle between Racing 92 and Bodo Ballet. This Saturday, 23 January at 4 p.m. Live on SABC2. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sport. SABC 
Education and Naliva Ali, the National Reading for Enjoyment campaign is celebrating World Read Aloud Day on 3rd February 2021. We are asking all South Africans to pledge to read our brand new story to the children in their life on the day. Children of all ages benefit from being read to. So help SABC Education and Naliva reach 3 million kids this year. It's never too early and never too late to start reading aloud with your children. Download the story in any official language from www.nalivali.org or WhatsApp WRAD to 060-044-2254 and make your pledge today. Brought to you by Nalivali and SABC Education. SABC Education, enriching minds, enriching lives. to stop them. It's guns blazing in the search for glory this weekend when history gets made again. But this time, history will be made right here at home for all to see. This is the FA Cup. Your very own slice of history in the comfort of your living room this 2021. On Saturday, the 23rd of January, history will be made when Southampton take on Arsenal in the fourth round. Catch the FA Cup live on SABC3 at 1.30pm. The FA Cup Hashtag History Comes Home Proudly brought to you by SABC Sports For the love of the game Last 10 minutes of the program My WhatsApp line is a buzz So I'm trying my best to incorporate all your messages If I have not incorporated any, please forgive me uh, Okay, let's try I'll try and just skim through excerpts of your texts, right? Vas Pele says My family friend passed away last week And they paid an additional 3,000 rand Even though there was a policy uh, They were told it's for PPE suits Yes, we need PPEs um, What then happens to the money They would have paid for flowers, marquees and coffins Most uh, standard policies cover. LA says it's criminal for people to fleece bereaved families during this pandemic while costs may have risen. There should be a body that comprises the funeral companies and government to ensure that suppliers also don't make excessive profits. Uh, good day. We are facing a pandemic plus being ripped off by undertakers. Please help us. Um, name and shame. Uh, the same undertakers would be attending places of worship diligently on a weekly basis and that's from Vinny. Um, Dr. Naidu says, as healthcare professionals, it is with great sadness that I mentioned that these funeral service providers actually do not provide the service that customers pay for. Half the time, they come without PPEs. We have to provide this. We also have to help to carry the bodies because they come alone to move the deceased. So the cost that they are charging is a total drop-off. This comes from being in, in the eye of the storm. Okay, that just sent a shiver down my spine, Dr. Naidu. If what you're saying is to be believed, uh, this is your daily work, we imagine, and you're saying that you you at points have to provide PPE to these uh, funeral uh, practitioners and um, definitely a chill down my spine. Dr. Naidu goes on to say, God bless South Africa. Rohini says, I really think that the undertakers are so greedy that they go to such an extent to overcharge for funerals because of COVID. Uh, Rufus Moodley in Maybank says, the another annoying part is that undertakers are paying additional costs for for um, for shrink wrapping the box. Bunny says, Bunny says, uh, just a suggestion with the increase of cremations, um, can, can, you know, crematoriums that are not in use be opened? I think it refers to maybe any crematorium there. Can the inner box of the coffin be used if draped properly? Will it be more affordable? And is there a need? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, Bunny, I agree with that last point you made, but I'm not going to go on air with it. Um, yeah, the choice of music at funerals these days. Hey, Bunny, it's quite interesting. A good topic. I think COVID testing must be free, but what about, um, I think, the pensioners who can't afford this? Uh, to some WhatsApp messages we go. Um, Okay, we'll go to this message. Logani Gaunder says, um, Can I please have the ombudsman number? There's regard to a funeral policy. I hadn't paid for May. The price in came in. Uh, the price increase came in November. I pay for every six months, which is 20 rand per month. I sent the money in November after being advised by the person in charge if I should start a new policy. She said that would um, they would charge 30. Okay, okay, I don't understand, but you know what your question is, can I have the number for the ombudsman? Um, it's so up here on my contact list because I've been chatting with them for a lot of time, trying to get them on the program. Call this number then, 021-657-5000. I'll repeat it, 021-657-5000. I'm going to repeat it. We're also going to text you that number on WhatsApp so you can have it there for reference. Okay, um, if you pay your funeral policy late, they give you a waiting time period from three to six months. If the person passes during the waiting period, the funeral parlor will not conduct the funeral. You will be held hostage to pay the complete cost. Additional information and advice coming through here. Anita says, Anita in Alberton, good topic. The undertakers are filling their pockets. Another message here on the program. Um, Lloyd Naidu says, great show. It's about... Um, making money no one cares about other people just their pockets it's so sad to know this um let's go to mr roy sing on a voice note hello there sir hi daresh the news break team our condolences and sympathy goes out to the our comrade the temple family i hope his soul rests in peace wonderful person then again to the undertakers i think the competition board should get in and uh, have a closer look at what's happening. It's unfair where people are grieving for the, bo uh, for the person that passed away and all of a sudden you, you're hit with this huge cost being COVID-19, etc. That's not a good thing to happen. Rather, the, uh, someone from the family stand up and get the person tested prior to getting any results from the undertakers or wherever it is. And uh, we wish all the guys on the uh, KwaZulu Natal North Coast, especially Matuba Tuba area, the Chosini and Mozambican area, all the best. Just be careful of the heavy rain. Roy Singh staying at Kwaduguza. Thanks. They've got a text message here uh, that says capitalism doesn't care about your feelings. And um, that's from Santosh, um, unfortunately. And sad reality, though, that um, that um, capitalism is such. But surely then I think infrastructure could be put in place to get these conversations rolling. And I think this is where the politics of the situation need to play a role. And that is, um, you know, where oversight needs to take place for such activity. Um, let's hope that does does come to light. Shamay Naidu, Unit 7 Chatsworth, says, interesting topic and so apt at a time such as this. It's so shameful for any human being to be so inconsiderate. Um, just skimming through your messages now. Um, uh, we were quoted. 
we were, we were quoted 30, it was 30,000 rand for a friend's funeral by a company after getting a quote from another company and informing this company of the price we even asked them to call that company they brought it down to 25,000 rand we were going for the cheaper quote then they told to um, pick up and keep the body and they will charge 7,500 rand I think it's just very very this particular case here is indicative of what Santosh texted to say capitalism doesn't care about your feelings even though somebody has died and it's such a terrible time wheeling and dealing negotiating getting a best rate going that's how it goes that's a sad reality of it isn't it uh the business of death one could go as far as saying afternoon by not providing adequate and detailed legislation in regard to covid 19 the state has opened the floodgates for unbridled exploitation of the by the undertakers that's exactly what i said if capitalism exists in this way then surely the state would needed to have uh, clamped down on it and they haven't as you as you uh, attest to mana says high funeral costs is a money-making scheme people are experiencing financial difficulties and they will be forced to pay loans to pay for the funerals um the funeral service provider must bear the cost of the entire funeral including pp as they need to protect their employees from risks of contracting the disease um the ombudsman's number i did give it i can repeat that very quickly um to you to those asking i'll repeat that number ombudsman for insurance 021-657-5000 Roshni says what is not understood here is that a lot of um, lots of costs for a COVID-19 funeral why do the consumers not go to all other items that's escalated twice the amount yeah we touched on that as well um, I did repeat the number Ashni says, uh, thank you for the wonderful show. It's really heartbreaking that people are taking undue advantage of this worldwide crisis. I was under the impression that funeral parlors are being subsidized by the government for COVID funerals. Um, here's a message here from DJ. I feel that the extra cost of is justifiable to a point where the cost of PPE and so on does incur. Also, another thing that money can't buy is the risk factor handling infected bodies. Are these funeral parlor workers that are working around the clock over time and providing a service which nobody else will risk doing, especially when they are practicing social distancing? But these funeral parlor workers are handling the infected material directly. So my point is that these costs are somewhat justified. Yeah, but I think what's coming through DJ a lot of people are saying is that uh, we had a, a point from a doctor saying sometimes the um, staff come through without PP and they have to provide it themselves Clive from Shalcross says uh, I love the way you write Shalcross by the way Clive says this funeral parlor is all money making um, going through some more messages here um, I think some that we may have um, we did repeat the number there were some that I did see. Uh, one of the undertakers that charged, uh, that um, overcharged, died and left everything behind, and that's really sad. So nearly putting a picture there that what is the point then of of um, of, of charging so much? Um, here's a message. Here it is. Um, Marcy Ben, who's agreeing with Selvin and says, um, "Lord is watching." Yeah, most definitely. Okay, a lot of messages, like I said, and I do apologize if I've not been able to go through all of them. But the sentiment is quite clear. Many people do want to know um, why there's this exorbitant cost and, 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 and you know, how sad and challenging it is. 
Um, and I think the takeaway that you can take from the program is that, you know, what we understand is that the uh, Department of Economic Development and Tourism, specifically the enforcement section, is investigating a lot of these claims and queries. They're going to uh, look into the matter. And uh, the advice coming through there from a lot of um, government officials is that please report the issue and take it up so you have uh, a sort of legal um, framework to, you know, get people to... Um, to, um, sorry, lost my train of thought, to get people to actually, you know, uh, be taken up by a court of law. So that is something you could look into. This broadcast, it came your way courtesy of the team, executive producer Selma Patel and Tashla Naidu will talk soon. From Mitaresh, hey, have an awesome day. News break, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.